Hi there. It is Kimberly Jones and Catherine Storing. You're singing today. You sung. You sung, <laughs> Catherine. You sung today. It's Kimberly Jones and Catherine Storing for another episode of the Business Ministry and Money Podcast. And man, we are on uh, episode number six, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we're excited. We got a really, really good one for you today. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that you listened to last week's because it was fire, okay? It was fire. So you need to go back, go out there, check us out all of the previous episodes and listen to all of the good content that has been coming forth in this amazing conversation that we have every week with each other and also with you in a sense. So we had a great pre-show again, right, Catherine? So good. Oh my God ground groundbreaking good it was it really was so we had a really good pre-show and our pre-show always fires us up uh for our conversation so we're ready to go and today man you guys are gonna love this we're gonna talk about um doing the new you you know how they say do you you know just do you me and Catherine were talking about how they say do you boo right So what we're saying, the message that we want to share with you today is do the new you, okay? And so our conversation today is about um, how as entrepreneurs, as ministry leaders, that we have to be so secure in who we are, the foundation that we're operating from. We got to know who we are. We got to know our worth. And we definitely have to know how to sell ourselves, not sell ourselves short, but sell ourselves without compromising and making zero zilch, no apologies for it whatsoever. So good. That is so good. Oh my God. That is so good. Yes. It is so timely. So like you said, last, this is like part two of last week. Last week was so powerful on understanding that um, you need to do things that bring forth ROI that brings for a return on investment. And if things are not working, well, you should stop because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result. And we are not insane. We have the mind of Christ. We are not insane. No, we're not. <laughs> we are not. So not po- let's just go right into it. Point number one, we have four points for you today. So if you take notes and you should be taking notes is you need to know who you are. So the pre-show was really all about fully understanding what God is doing in this season. There's something about 2019 that God is doing that he wants us to see the totality, okay? All of it, not yeah. in physical, because in the physical, you can see yourself, but in the, in, in the supernatural, the totality of who you are. Yeah, yeah. You know, you make the totality, that's so important. Because sometimes we get a fragment or portion of our identity and we run with it as if it's the whole entire picture. Um, When I work with my coaching clients, I do this exercise sometimes where I will have them hold a small hand mirror and look into that mirror and ask them what they see. And then I take them in front of a full uh, length, you know, body mirror, the full length mirror, And I ask them, what do they see? Just to bring out the point that if you are looking through the wrong lens or through the context of something that's really, really small, you're not going to get 
who you really are in totality. You're only going to see a portion of it. Right. And so we have to identify exactly who we are, know who we are beyond a shadow of a doubt, because if we don't know who we are, people will tell us who we are. That's so good. That's so good. And not only would they tell us who we are from their limited viewpoint, from their limited viewpoint, they will tell you in an even lesser way because they want to keep you in check. So mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever been in that place where you show up to an established place and people have their labels and their, and their positions and then you show up as the latecomer, okay? And they, they figured out, let me just give you this title. Why don't you just take that, that little corner behind the closet where nobody knows where you are, even though they recognize your pedigree, okay? Wow. Even though they recognize that you got it going on, but right. they cannot... They cannot conceive the fact that a newcomer is going to come in with all their accolades that they may not be aware of, and they try to keep you back and down because they cannot conceive the fact that you are above them. Wow, that is so good. Those are, there, were, there were so many nuggets in that. The one thing that you know really stood out, Catherine, when you said, if you're a latecomer, and I, and I just think that there are a lot of people who listen to us that they might be in a stage of their life where they've tried other things, but now here they are in this season, they're saying, I'm going forth in, in business. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going forth, you know, maybe in full-time ministry, and I'm, I'm putting myself in a position to create kingdom wealth. Well, it doesn't matter, you know, when you show up. It doesn't matter when you show up. It matters how you show up. And so when those people try to put you in this position, listen, you walk in, you walk in the door in position, you walk in the door in position. And so no matter where people try to put you, I already know my position because I, I walked in with it. You don't give me a position because I know who I am. I have my position. Oh, that's good. That's good. That just made me think of Joseph right? Mm -hmm. Joseph was the baby of so many kids and the way he carried himself. And I think Jacob probably prophetically knew that and he loved them that much, but he gave them that tunic. Right. And that tunic was not an everyday tunic. Our little brother, Joseph, okay. He, he, he knew who he was. And instead of keeping that tunic for Sundays, the little boy, he <laughs> wore that tunic out every day right every day and i don't think he was taunting them i think deep down inside he knew i am royalty i'm not wearing your son this is what i think this is what he was saying your sunday clothes oh my god your sunday clothes are my everyday every day. clothes every day every day and i'm not going to dummy down i'm not going to take off my sunday clothes on Monday just because you don't wear yours on Monday like I know who I am and so you can't take me back to a place that I have already advanced beyond and I think that's part of this whole mentality um, and why we do what we do in this podcast is to speak to that entrepreneur or that ministry leader who has accepted the idea that they can do it all because God says that we can do it all right and they don't allow themselves to be talked down by others who are on looking and trying to limit them based on their own 
limitations. I, lo I mean, I, I love what we do because we're speaking to a certain audience who has a made up mind that says, listen, I might be a latecomer and people might think that they are putting me in position, but I know my position because I know who I am. I'm moving, I'm shaking, and I'm making a difference in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And knowing who you are means that you operate from that place, even when others refuse, can see it, can understand it, or even won't embrace who you are. It's a deep knowing. It's like that, that knowing that goes deeper than, than surface. Right. It's so deep within you that regardless of what you see in the natural, you're believing what has been said about you in the supernatural. Yes. And so you have a relationship with God and God has revealed to you who you really are. You know, I've seen so many people and even I'll just be honest, there's a season in my life where I just felt like I was a, a chameleon, you know, where, you know, how a, a chameleon, I hope I'm saying that right, where it gets in different environments and it changes its shades or its colors to blend in with whatever environment that it's in. And I can remember being in a season of my life where I really didn't know who I was. And so wherever I found myself, I would adjust. You know, if I needed to be quiet, I would be quiet. If I needed to be a little louder, I'd be a little louder. If I needed to dress this way or that way, you know, kind of falling into other people's expectations of who I should be. But when, when you are really sure of your identity, again, you show up in the very best version of who you are and you, you ju you're just okay. You're just okay with who you are. And we have to be okay with who we are. Absolutely, because there are people looking for us, and we'll talk about that a little right. later, but when you show up and you're not changing, you're not flip-flopping, you show up as, your, as who you are, your true identity, right. and the only way that it should change is that it goes from glory to glory. That's the That's only right. way. Oh, I like that. Yes. That's never down. Yes. It's got to go from better to better and even best. Right. That is so good. I like that. That's the only way we change is when we are getting better. Ooh, that's really good. Not going back, you know, not regressing to some old version of ourselves, right? But moving forward. I love it. So we have to know who we are at all times. You know, the Bible tells us that we are created in the image and after the likeness of God, mm -hmm. of our Father. And so... At times when we forget who we are, maybe life shows up because life does show up and, and things get really difficult. Or maybe we get a, you know, a, a really hard blow in some area of our lives and it kind of, you know, takes us off track. If we really want to know who we are, we want to reestablish our identity. We got to look at our father. We got to look at our father. Mm. And when we look at him. What do we see? We see power. You know, we see we see might. Um, we see dominion, we see creativity, we see all these wonderful things when we look at our father. So we don't ever have to wonder who we are. We don't. I love that. And I think that just a great set way for the second point, which is knowing your worth. Mm -hmm. We are as women, and I'm sure we have men listening too. we are deeply connected to our fathers, like daddy's little girls, right? Yes. And I think when we don't know our worth, we forget 
who our father is. That's why we have a family name. Why do you think that, that people treat you differently when they know your family name? Wow. We need to remember it. We have to remember what our family name is and our worth comes from that. And I'm not talking about Pinedo, which is my family name. I'm talking about my heavenly father's name. And when I know that name, when I understand that, it goes beyond Pinedo. It goes beyond my, my, my Mary name storing. It goes to, that, to that, uh, that next level that lets me know my worth regardless of what I see. Right, right. Just by that name, the connection to, to the name of the father, that we're his children. You know, when you're growing up, and even now, not just when you're growing up, certain people are known by, you know, like they'll say the Joneses you know, or the, or the Storings or the Williams, you know, you're known by that name and that family and that connection and what that represents. And when we know that we are part of the body of Christ and who our father is, they're just some characteristics and attributes that come along with that just because we're his children and he's our father. And when we know that and we take a hold of that ownership of it, it translates into every area of our life including what business, including ministry, include all of those, um, those things, all of those aspirations that we have, um, all, all of who we are and knowing our worth translates over to that. So what does that mean? It means that we are not just going to settle for anything. We're not just going to allow anything in our circle or in our presence. We're not just going to handle our business or our mini ministry any old way, right? What do you think about that? That is so good. It reminds me of the story that I was telling you before we, when we were doing the pre-show when I was still in corporate America and I was stuck making $67,000 and I was just stuck. I couldn't break that barrier. And eventually when I was ready to leave, if you want to make a certain kind of money, you have to have someone introduce you to that level. Okay. Right. So I reached out to a recruiter and I said, you know, I'm ready to make $80,000 because in my mind, I made that decision. I'm ready. And Wow. Even though he gets paid based on how much money my annual salary is, he said to me, Catherine, there is no, I love your enthusiasm, but there is no way you can jump from 67 to $80,000 a year. And it was so funny because I remember he was the expert in the field. I was going to a very specific field and I said, I will make $80,000 a year within a couple weeks. I received my first offer. PK, I cannot lie. It was exactly $80,000 a year. I did not deviate from what God revealed to me. He elevated me to the 80 and I accepted it. Therefore, I received it. Wow. So there is so much value based on that story. And that's a powerful story, Catherine. Um, there's so much to be said about knowing our worth creating standards that correlate with that worth and not being moved, not being moved. So once you know your worth, that's the place from which you operate. Going higher and higher, as you said earlier, I know my worth, so I, I, know, what I, I know what I should be making. I know, I know the caliber of relationship I should be in. Mm. I know my worth, so... I understand what type, when we think about the spiritual realm, if I know my worth, I know my value, I know my power, then there are certain things that should be happening in my atmosphere. 
because I know who I am. I know who I am and I know my worth. Wow. That's so good. Wow. Standards. Standards are not nice to have. Okay. So that again, standards are not nice to have. Mm -hmm. They are unmovable. It becomes a thing that you write, you set in stone and say, requirement. Yes. It's a requirement. It's a requirement. It's like when you're going to college. If you want to take um, an, a class that is in the 200 level, uh -huh. you cannot take it unless you pass the 100 level class. That's right. It's just the way it is. That's the requirement. And we need to be at that level with our worth. My requirement is that when I show up, somebody picks me up. That's right. my requirement. That's good. Well, we're inviting you to the event and we don't pick up people. Well, then I guess I'm not going to your event. Right. Because that's, right? yeah, yeah. That's it. And so that, you know, a lot of, pe a lot of people that, you know, we start businesses or ministries and, you know, sometimes you're so, um, for lack of a better word, desperate. I want to succeed. I want, you know, I want the people to come. I want to bring in the revenue. And so one of the first things that we skimp on is our worth. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll spend all the money on making it look right a certain way. But then the things that we require, our standards for who comes, who I do business with, who I do ministry with, how I'm going to go, what, what invitations I accept, all of that. We will dummy down in those areas because of this thing called desperation. And we will begin to do our third point, which is selling ourselves short. Wow. You said so much there. And I think it comes from a good place because we know we, we want to please and we want to help other people. And, and, I think we talked about this before, but it just bear mentions again. If you see something expensive, deeply discounted, the first thing to our, that comes up is what's wrong with it. Yeah. And we cannot be that. We need to remember the worth and not sell. Because the thing is, what happens is, it's like if you're in a market and everything else is selling around mm -hmm. you. And yeah. your, your ticket price is higher than everything else around you. And you see the clock ticking and things are flying off the shelves and you're still there. You're still there. You're still there. You have to remember that things of value take time. Hmm. And people that are serious, listen to me, people that are serious about things of value, they do the research. They pray about it. They fast about it. They make inquiries about it. Wow. And all of that takes time. It takes time. All those things are flying off the shelves because they're cheap. I just got to say it. Yeah. Anybody can have access to that. But we, you and I, you listening, you are not cheap. No. Not everybody has access and neither should they have access to you. Right. Because you, my friend. You are so valuable that at the right time, under the right conditions, yes. somebody coming to meet all your requirements will say, I will gladly meet all your requirements because you are worth it. Yeah, without even a second thought, without any struggle. You know, 
I'm sorry. No haggling either. No haggling. No haggling. You're right. No negotiating and things of that sort. So when we're talking about today um, uh, doing the new you, that means that the old you, you know, it has to, it has to take its proper position, which is your past. And the new you has to show up in all its glory, knowing, you know, who you are, knowing your worth, and never selling yourself short or compromising. You know, we, we have to stand our ground and you're not going to go into a Mercedes dealership and haggle them on the price of a Mercedes or a Lamborghini or any of those types of high end vehicles because they know their worth and they know, you know, listen to this. If you're listening, they know that the one that can afford them without a second thought, it's coming. And so why would they compromise with you when they know that there's a buyer out there that knows the value, knows the worth, knows the identity that says, here, yep, I want it, give it to me right now, no question. That is so good. That is like a recognition. It's like a recognition of the souls, right? I know my worth, you know my worth. We know each other's worth and therefore we go together. Oh, that's good. Oh, that was good. That was good. I love that. You know, people that sell that car, they know their worth. Yeah. People that want it will never diminish the value by, they will not cheapen it by asking for, by lowballing it. Yeah. It's so true. I remember one time when I was first starting and I was offering one of my programs excellent program. I had put, I mean, I created the curriculum and everything. And I remember somebody inboxed me and said, why is this so cheap? Did you actually ask me that question, Catherine? Ouch. Oh my goodness. Ouch. And they were telling me, you know, I tried, you know, I looked into this program and that program and they are, you know, such and such price point. Why is yours so inexpensive? They didn't say cheap, but they might as well have. They said, why is yours so inexpensive, right? In my head, I heard cheap. And so um, it really opened my eyes. Just like you said, people, there are certain caliber of people that are looking for a certain caliber product or service or ministry. And if you try to cheapen yours or water it down because you're desperate, your ideal client, your ideal, uh, uh, a person that you're supposed to connect with will pass you right on by. Because they, listen to me, they know what it looks like. Mm. Your, your worth is not too high. It's not too high. You think you're, you're, you're holding out for too much. You're not. It's the right amount. Right. They have done the research. They have done the rounds. They know what it looks like. So if you lowball yourself, then they're thinking, I'm not going to get my money's worth because she doesn't even know her right. own worth. Right, right. And I think we talked about this. When that happens, you're wondering, well, what's wrong? And that's exactly what that, that person was saying. Like, well, what's wrong? Why is yours down here? You know, how good can it actually be? And how good can you actually be? Whew. How good can you actually be if you are low-balling and selling yourself so short and compromising your worth and your identity? How good are you? Because this is what I learned in corporate America. I was working in sales 
uh, for a particular company. And what they taught us is that there are three things that we have to sell in order to be successful, right? You have to sell your company, the overall company. You got to sell your individual product that you're specializing in. And last but not least, most importantly, you got to sell yourself. Mm. If you don't sell yourself, you won't even get to the other two. They won't even listen to you. They won't. That is, that's powerful. So you can never sell yourself short. And once you know those three things, so three, the three things so far have been know your worth, yeah. uh, know who you are, know your worth, never uh, sell yourself short or compromise. And number four, this is a really powerful one. Once you have those three things in place and look at the order, it, it goes, it just builds up from there. Number four, make no apologies. Nope. Don't explain what happened was and mm -hmm. I study and you know I study at the feet of so and so and I went to this school and I'm gonna give you ten thousand hours worth and you can text me whenever you want to and you have access to me. Do you know that when you have high standards, like really high standards as you should, you don't have to worry as much people crossing the line or trying to mess with you because you have put yourself up ahead. Like you have said, these are my standards. I will not stand for anything else. It's like the people, PK, you know that there are people that you cannot do certain things to, that you do to all, everybody else. Yeah. So there's yeah. one person in your life that you know, I better show up correct. Yeah, true. Or else. Right. And that's and that's not that's because that person has set a standard and obviously you see the value and the worth. And so what do you do? You make the adjustments to show up where they are. Oh my goodness. You make the adjustment to show up where they are. You don't ask them to come back and dummy down for you, but you realize if I want this and I want the best of this. And I want the fullness of this. I need to up the ante and go up to that level where that individual is. And that's the same thing for us. We don't have to make apologies about what we do, who we are, and, and the, the level at which we are operating. We just don't have to make apologies. You know, this is where God has called us to. This is what he's called us to do. And so why, why would we apologize? Do you ever, you know, do you ever see anywhere in the world where God apologizes for being great, for being awesome, for, you know, making man, for creating? He never apologized for all the amazing things that he did and he's still doing and he never lowers the standard. Never. Look, at, just think about when you were talking about Jesus. He was a teenager, a teenager in a, in, in a culture where, you know, kids got to stay in their place and he separates from the, from his parents. And when they go find him where he's not supposed to be, he said, why are you surprised? I'm about my father's business. Now, if he had been really brown, he will have no teeth. He will be unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever talk back and say that to my parents, game over, right? But right. Jesus knew the authority. Right? He's like, no, I'm about my father's business. He didn't say, I'm sorry, mom and dad. No, he was like, I know who I am. I might be 14 years old but I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And that is the attitude that we need to have. 
Yeah. This is who God says that I am in the marketplace, in ministry, in your personal life, in your finances. There are some people, I remember um, Torrey Roberts was preaching one day and he used to have a really nice car, like a really nice car. And because he was worried about what some people at church might say, he would park it a couple blocks away because he knew some people would find fault with him having such a nice car. Mm -hmm. We cannot make apologies for the blessings and the things that God has provided, is providing, and will continue to provide for us. All the anointing, all the unmerited favor that you have yeah. has a purpose. It's so, it's so true. It has know, a purpose. We, we, you know, we didn't, we didn't steal what we have. Those of you that are listening, you didn't steal what you have. You didn't steal the knowledge. You put in the time. You put in the effort. Um, the experiences that we've been through, those who are listening, your experiences that you went through. Now, I know I've been through hell and high water. There's a price that I paid for all of that. Um, the things that I learned, my education, my training, the investments that I've made in myself to get me to the point as an entrepreneur, as a ministry leader, where I can stand up and say, I know who I am. I know what my value and my worth is. I'm not going to sell myself short. And I don't have to apologize for it because I didn't steal this. I didn't, I didn't come by, nobody didn't hand this to me. You know, it's not fake. It's not a knockoff. This is 100% authentic. And so why do I need to apologize for something that I know I work really, really hard for? Either you see the value or you don't. End of story. Wow, that is so powerful. So I can see how sometimes we have amnesia and where we forgot the price that we paid. So this will be a great episode for you to make inventory. Major corporations do inventory at least twice a year so they can see where they are and see how much, how much product they have. And then they can adjust their books accordingly. So I'm going to encourage you to do inventory of the payments, of the years, of the tears, of the things that you have lost along the way. And I would like you to add it up. We would like you to add it up. That's good. Yes, absolutely. And then you will see that you have paid the millions from where, from where you are today. Right. And that, that, that stands in pride in a good way. That, that way that you show up with your pedigree and you show up and you say, you know what? I am the cold. I am the loved one. I love that pride that John had. You know, John was so funny. He said, the disciple that the Lord loved. Like, Jesus yeah. didn't say that, but he said it. I love that about John. He said, the disciple that Jesus loved. Yeah, I know who I am. I know, I know who I am. I love that assignment too, Catherine, to really sit back and do inventory of everything that, that you've paid. And you know, some of the things, it, some of the things what you're going to find if you do the assignment, and I hope that you do, uh, you're going to find that there are some things that you can't even put a price tag on because it's so great. It's so great. Um, I think, you know, when you begin to think about that in, the, in your inventory, what you'll begin to see is how much you have, like the inventory of what you paid 
And as a result of paying that, what was produced in your life? You got much more to offer than you really realize. There's so much that you can do. So as you're doing that, taking the inventory, then begin to write down, what did that produce in my life? And all of those things are offerings and services and programs and strategies and methodologies. Just saying all of that, I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, there is so much. Why would I ever apologize about everything that I've gone through and what it has produced in my life? I pay for it, so you're not? Mm, don't think so. Right, and I think one little, one little thing that I would like to add that um, we didn't say of the four things. This is like the the uh, the extra one, the bonus section. Okay. Is if you're having a hard time knowing who you are, know, knowing your worth, not settling and making apologies, there's something with, with your inner circle. There's something wrong with wow. your inner circle. I'm gonna I'm gonna prescribe to you what I'm doing for myself. I have changed my inner circle. Wow. I'm hanging out with giants. Okay. I am hanging out with giants on purpose. Yes. Because I'm a giant. Right. And I need to see what a giant looks like so I can act like a giant. Wow. If your inner circle is messed up and they're ants and they feel like ants and they act like ants, you need to drop them and you need to move where the giants are hanging out. And you're going to start acting and behaving like a giant and therefore be seen as a giant. You're going to be selfish that way because this is your season to be giant so you can slay giants. Wow. 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 I think about that. I'm thinking about the correlation. You said ants and giants. Think about the reach of an ant and the reach of a giant. What would a giant look like? crawling around on the ground trying to get resources to maintain or sustain life when you have all of these attributes that gives you a higher reach and a more broad reach and you're at a position of of superiority why are you acting it's kind of like the children of israel when the spies went in to spy out the land and they saw the giants there and they said you know what you, they see us, we see ourselves as grasshoppers. So they see us that way too. Wow. Oh my goodness. That mentality. I love that. Change your circle. Change your circle. If you are the smartest, most successful, <laughs> you know where I'm going, yes. most creative person in your circle, it is truly time to change circles because you should surround yourself with people who have already done what you trying to do already been where you're trying to go already obtain what you're trying to attain so um man that was a good one right there that one blessed my socks off Catherine. i like that wow this is this is powerful when you say the giant crawling on the ground because he sees himself as a giant. And up at, you know what happens? The ants must be having a field day. Because they see that they're like, they don't even know they're a giant. Right, right. And that's why, oh my God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's why you get rejected out of circles 
because they know you're a giant and you don't even belong there anymore. Wow. Wow. They're doing you, they're saying, get out of here. Yeah. You don't even, you don't belong here anymore. So they reject you and they're just really protecting you. Right. Because you don't even have the capacity to operate on that level anymore. And so, you know, they're doing what they do and you're in the way. (laughs) You are in the way. Get out of there. Get out of there. Oh my goodness. This has been an amazing episode. Do the new you. Do the new you. Do the new you. I'm telling you, this 2019, even though we are entering tomorrow, right? As we're recording this, it's the, it's the, it's the first day of May. Um, it's a powerful month. Um, many things are growing. Many, many flowers are going to be blooming. Yeah. Um, I know it's not January 1st, but it might as well be for, for many that are embracing who they are, embracing and doing their new selves. This is powerful. We are so excited to be able to come together um, and leading by example and sharing the amazing things that God is doing in the kingdom through us. Listen, he's in heaven. We're here. Yeah. We are representatives. And as such, we need to know who we are, know our worth, never settle, never apologize and change our circle. Wow. That's good stuff. That is good stuff. I'm going to go back. Well, as I always do, (laughs) I'm going to go back and listen to this amazingly powerful podcast. It's always a pleasure, just a sheer joy to hang out with my my sister, uh, Catherine Storing, and just really lay it all on the line for those who, you know, come in and and listen and who want to go further in their business and their ministry, creating kingdom wealth. And they want to do it the right way. They want to do it the kingdom way. That's one thing that's so uh, different and makes us stand out is that we don't mind saying Jesus. We understand that if he's not in the middle of it, then there is no success. And so that's why I love this platform so much. Tell your friends about it. Tell them to come in and listen to us and listen to the previous podcast. Their lives will definitely, definitely, definitely be made better. Absolutely. If you haven't subscribed, really, what are you waiting for? There are so many options for you to subscribe. Listen, we are so excited. There are big things coming. Make sure that you listen every Friday, first thing in the morning, you get to listen to a brand new anointed, powerful podcast about business, ministry, and money. Us together, listen, we make no apologies for how awesomely God is using us. And we are excited. I'm telling you, there's some Big things are coming up and we cannot wait to be able to release what God is doing and share with you um, this new season that is so, so awesome. Subscribe to the podcast, show up, tell a friend or two, tell them because this is life changing. Absolutely. And um, listen, we're going to wrap it up for uh, this particular episode, but don't forget to come back and join us again on Um, next week for another exciting episode of the Business, Ministry, and Money podcast with Catherine Storing and yours truly, Kimberly Jones. God bless you.